G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 10. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, it is an absolutely cracking day of racing at Caulfield on Saturday. Weather slightly up in the air. We're not sure uh, how much rain Caulfield will be getting in the lead up. But uh, as always, Caulfield Guineas Day, one of the great days of the year, as I've written in Winning Post and Best Best this week. Uh, Sydney Colts have uh, tended to dominate the Guineas in recent years, especially those that have come through the Golden Rose series. Can you see that trend continuing on Saturday? Well, all the talk in recent weeks has been how much better the Sydney three-year-olds are than the Melbourne three-year-olds. We've had seen little glimpses of proof through Doubtland in the Dane Hill and uh, Thermosphere last week. She wasn't sort of matching it with the big gun fillies, but she came down here and won the manifold. And I guess the well, the real proof will be in the pudding on Saturday because we've got uh, one of Sydney's best fillies, Hungry Heart, likely to take her place. And and obviously in the uh, in the Caulfield Guineas, we've got some of the big gun colts in Ollie Kirk, King's Legacy. Mama Reagan's been running through those big races in Sydney. And of course, the exciting Moanga. So it'll all be laid out on the table on Saturday. And... Uh, Without spoiling the, the show later on, I'm splitting the, the Vic New South Wales to go one all in, in in the Guineas races. Daniel, there's also a Group One up in Sydney on Saturday in the Spring Champion at Randwick, and you have spoken this week to Michael Friedman uh, about Tough Tap, who uh, is unbeaten, but uh, and as been on a hugely steep ascent towards this Group 1. Can he uh, add another uh, picket to the fence? Well, this race, uh, Love Tap, yeah, look, adds plenty of intrigue, uh, especially when you consider Montefilia backs up after winning the flight last week. And Cherry Tortoni, who we know is on a, on a trek towards the derby, um, comes here, comes to Sydney, rather, sort of miss any any rain, not much of a wet tracker, according to his trainer, Patrick Payne. So the addition of those two runners, who we probably didn't expect to see a couple of weeks ago, certainly adds intrigue to the race and makes Love Tap's um, assignment much more difficult. But I think he's up to the task, and um, I think those are clearly the three. We'll touch on that a bit later on. But I think he's clearly up to up to the task, and um, I think it'd be pretty hard to beat in that race with even luck, for sure. All righty. We will uh, start... At Caulfield, and a reminder to listeners at home, if you're listening to us on Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening, Winning Post is online already. If you'd like to play along while you listen, go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link in the main story, otherwise out in shops first thing Friday morning. First race of 10, all black type at Caulfield on Saturday is... Race one, the Magic Millions debutant stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights for two-year-olds at listed level. They are all first starters uh, in tune with the name of the race. And, uh, well, Fake Love was held over from the Maribyrnong trial last week. Many were tipping her. Joel, who, who are you tipping in the debutant? Yeah, I'm sticking with her. I had her on top last week and the connections elected to wait for this week, which apparently was the, the main goal, and they've given her an extra week off her latest jump out. Both her jump outs have been good. She's speedily bred. She's drawn the inside gate. So she's on top. I'll also be having something on number five, Extreme Warrior, at double figures. So I think he's going to be the one that's finishing strongly. 
He's closed off really well in both of his jump outs. He shaded fake love in the latest of those. I just think he'll get the sit just behind and be very strong late. Uh, for Darsander Mill, Lonro Colt from Mornington beat the older horses in the latest jump out. I think that's always a good sign for two-year-olds. And 10 beach lap seemed to win her hit out down the straight in very comfortable fashion. I think she can be competitive. But uh, I'm 12 from 5, 4 and 10. Yeah, Fake Club and Naples were the two I liked last week. Um, they were scratched from Flemington. Based on the draw with the 12 here, Fake Club has drawn the pole. Yeah, really, really nice jump outs and gets the debut on her home track. Naples, on the uh, on the other hand, has drawn 13 of 15, so it makes her task a little harder. But I've liked what I've seen from her and, and her work at home at Flemington. So 12 on 13, 5, I think, can run a race. I think Trimoro can run a big race on debut as well. And Beach Lap in for 4 for me. 12, 13, 5, then 10. Yeah, I was with Fake Love last week, but I've jumped off with uh, Darce and Milk coming in. Highly rated, as Joel said, beat the older horses in a jump out. And Dean, Krong- Dean Krongold, co-trainer, co- uh, is another interview in Winning Post this week by our man at Mornington, Ben Trainer for Lou. I've got Fake Love for second, Beach Lap third, and Red Rocket Ship fourth, which makes me 4 12 10 and 7. Race 2 at Caulfield on Saturday. Thoroughbred Club stakes 1,200 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies at Group 3 level goal. Six highly discreet for me. Blinkers went on first up at the Valley and she was a real eye-catcher. Charged from the back against the pattern of the night to finish second behind Swats. That does have two lengths to make up, but she draws barrier three this time. She drew eight of nine there at the Valley. She'll be fitter and I think she can turn the tables on Swats that who was beaten first up by September run before winning that race at the Valley. That's excellent form. One Let's Be Glam. She comes through that September run race also, be kept fresh and draws the inside gate. And we know she's been pretty effective at Caulfield, already a Group 2 winner here. And I'm going to throw in one of the maidens, or in fact the only maiden in the field here, number eight, Cave Hill. She has a bit to learn. She's been slow to begin in both runs, but both of her efforts have been very good. I think she's got talent. And if she begins, she might just be a knockout player. But I'm with six from three, one and eight. With the one, let's be Glam, who I think has been a little underrated by the market, um, close to the $10 mark. She's first up run behind September run in and what's that? Was, it was good down the straight. Not no match there, but fitter for the run. Second up winner at this track um, earlier in the year in the Blue Diamond Prelo. She did it pretty easily that day and, and sort of, had to sort of cover ground in running. It was an impressive performance. Um, she then ran, finished midfield on the Blue Diamond after that. Wasn't t- beaten too far by Taylor Lower. I think she's over the odds in this, the one. And I prefer to back her then. And that is what's that is closer to um, even money. Well, she was mighty impressive at Mooney Valley, winning that pretty easily. And they had a freak that September run form. We know since one again at Flemington last week. So those are the two, my main two plays, the one and the three. The six in next, highly discreet. Uh, no match. Swats out at Mooney Valley. We'll get that run, has that run under the belt. She was first up that night. And four in for fourth, Montesira. One, three, six, four. I'm with Joel. Highly discreet to beat Swats that Takula Diva and Let's Be Glam, uh, which is six, three, five, and one. Race three. At the Heath on Saturday is the Big Screen Company Weekend Hustler over 1,400 metres, a handicap at listed level, Joel. 
Yeah, six windstorm for me. Strong wind last time out, coming from off the pace, and it wasn't an overly quickly run race either. At Caulfield, he was able to get home over the top of Buffalo River, who's been heavily backed for the Group 1 two-rack later in the day. So windstorm on top for me. I think 8B Hunter might be the knockout hope. He's got a bit of upside about him, this bloke. He was a bit stiff not to win a race last time in, ran some really good races in defeat. Thought the first up run with the 60-and-a-half was fair enough, over 1,100, and the rise to... 1,400 helps. Seven, Faistos. Consistent performer. 11 top two finishes from 17 starts. He comes to hand quickly. And three, Travi, my friend. He'll be suited by this uh, bit of rain around. The pattern, uh, sorry, the, the tempo of the race didn't really help last time behind Windstorm. He can certainly bounce back. He did beat Windstorm prior to that at Flemington. But I've got six on top from eight, seven, and three. Yeah, well, clearly in the corner of Windstorm here. Not too much out of what Joel said. Yeah, did the Visually pleasing win at this track last start, running down a, a pretty handy one who um, will be a live chance later on in the day in the Group 1. Hard to beat the 6. I think a backable price at the moment, about 2.22.30. The 7 in next face toss. First up for Godolphin. Uh, in front of Radier, when fresh last time in. Uh, can come to hand pretty quickly and a pretty overall, a very consistent galloper. The 2, Run Sun, uh, another very good effort there. Just beat by a good, good one on the day in Corsa, Kate. Wasn't far off diamond effort, though, when first up at this track in a group three. And then I got the four in next Cuba. Six to beat seven, two, four. Uh, like Daniel, I have made Windstorm my best on the program to beat Cuba, Travi, my friend, and faced off six, four, three, and seven. Race four at Caulfield. Kino Northwood Plume Stakes, 1,200 metres, Set weights and penalties for the mares at Group 3 level, Joel. Uh, one key long for me. Had a good prep last time in. She kicked off at 1,400 in the Group 1 surround and it, it took forever to prob- for Probabile and Funstar to get past her. She then had a bit of a fresh and went to Adelaide and won the Euclays and wasn't beaten all that far in the Goodwood. I think that's the right sort of form as long as she's come back as an older mare and a recent trial was uh, certainly suggested she had come back well for Felicia. Very consistent. She'll put herself on speed, even from the wider draw, and be very hard to beat again, as she was last time out. Eight, Fiesta. Ran on strongly behind her last time out. She's Her second up record's not as good as her fresh record. It's a little bit of a query, but uh, if she can hold that form, she's some sort of a chance. And seven, Liar, including her, giving her another chance. Uh, she was good first up. A little bit disappointing, I thought, last time. But uh, she is better than that and deserves another chance. So I've got one on top from four, eight, and seven. Yeah, I'd like Lyre to sort of get a fair crack at them here. She hasn't had all that much go right first and second up. She just missed Diamond Effort fresh. Um, maybe a little unlucky at that stage. And then Clipped Heels last time beaten as a $2.20 favourite. Uh, I don't think we got to see the best of her that day. Um, Jamie Caron, or is a very good jockey bookie. She's flying at the moment. And with even luck in running Lyra, I think she'll be certainly hard to beat. She's on top. Um, Keelong's a definite chance. That fun star, probably your form earlier in the year is um, reads really well now, doesn't it? And, of course, she went to some pretty good race in Adelaide and was competitive, of course, winning the Uclays, beating Garner, done everything right in a recent trial. The 7-1, probably the main two for me in this. How Mansic has to be considered. Um, I thought she was very, very good at this track last start, Pinion coming out in towards the inside of the softer run. Um, tough man, sit on the speed and take running down. And in for fourth, I have the six, uh, which is Broadway and fourth. We'll be running on with a hot speed. Um, 
can draw us off this time around. Runs well here at Caulfield. Seven, one, three, and then six. Uh, I'm with Joel Keylong to beat Felicia, Palmy, and Liar. One, four, 12, and seven. Race five. At Caulfield on Saturday is an interesting one, which it always is, the uh, wait-for-age sprint. It's the McCaffey Scalacci Stakes, uh, 1,100 metres wait-for-age at Group 2 level, Joel. Yeah, a couple of bets in this race for me. I've learned the way of number three, Splintex. I think he'll be a lot better for having had the trip down to Melbourne earlier in the year. He was a bit disappointing in the Adams Stakes. He then went back to Sydney and won twice, including the Group 2 Arrow Field. He's had two runs back in the really taking on the, the A-team and the Concord and the shorts. He'll uh, get a soft run here from the inside gate. And I think he'll be strong at the finish and a, a bit of a rain-affected track will certainly help him. Five, William Thomas is massive odds. I thought he was very good first up. He's got a good record at Caulfield. Uh, you know, above 20 to 1, I think it's a silly price for him. Nine, El Ferraro, building a terrific record. Ridden like the best horse from the inside gate at the Valley first up and was way too good. And I've thrown in number six, Bold Star, who was strong late in the Moyer behind Pippi. He's going well. He just needs a little bit of luck to break through. I've got three on top from five, nine, and six. Yeah, I'm with Diamond Effort. I'm going to stick with her. I was keen on her first up. She won well, spot sitting wide there um, during 13 or 13. Then I doubt she beats Pippi back to 1,000 in the Moyer at Mooney Valley. Um, but she certainly would have contested the... Fit for top, 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 sure to finish top three with with clear running. A little bit unlucky there in the straight, but she still ran well considering she was dropping back to a thousand. I think back up to 1100 meters is her go. Uh, really likes her home track at Caulfield um, and loses nothing with Mark Zara going on with Mellum out suspended. So 10 diamond effort on top. The only mare in the race, the three in next splintex, so one I got plenty of time for. Um, it's third up now and I think ready to do something. It wasn't far away from Classic Legend last start out. Does handle all going um, and drawn ideally in barrier one. So those will be my main two bets in the race, 10 and 3. I think I'll, I'll, I'll plenty of time for Octane, the 7. This is a, a new challenge to what he's been facing of late, but um, he's certainly taken the quantum leap, this preparation, and it wouldn't surprise me to, to see him win. And the 8 in next sturdy work. Um, is that form in Sydney? Shreed's Wells for this. 10, 3, 8, then 7. I'm with Daniel Diamond. Effort to be dirty work. Alpha, Oro, and Order of Command. 10, 8, 9, and 4. And uh, obviously the winning post team not expecting uh, Noah's flood to occur in the next day or two because uh, of uh, our eight tips. There's no one has found Jungle Ruler in the top four. So... There you have it, I suppose. Uh, oh, yeah, things might be getting a bit, a bit odd. Might not be that wet. Race six is the first of the group ones at Caulfield on Saturday. Very disappointing sized field. Uh, and perhaps Russian Camelot is starting to, sweep, to scare them away, Winx style. It's the Ned Stakes over 2,000 metres mm-hmm. wait for age. Worth a million bucks, but only six will turn up. Joel? Yeah, it'll just be a sit-and-watch race for me. But to Russian Camelot, hard to tip against. He had their measure last time out in the Underwood and and should have their measure again. Uh, Katie, a queen, I think's probably the, the right Quinella pick. Uh, Willie Pike hugged the fence, tried to save some ground in the Underwood last time and, and hard up against the fence probably wasn't the place to be. She did only just cling on to third. But I think she'll be better for that 1,800-metre run under the belt. 
two humidor, split that pair in the underwood. He's uh, come back and racing really well, the old boy. And three Lavendi was better at the Valley last time. Interested to see how he goes because he's a real talent. He's had his injuries and they haven't been able to get a decent prep into him. But that was good improvement second up behind the inform El Galeal. And you know, certainly can't suggest he'd be winning, but I wouldn't be shocked if he ran a, you know, a cheeky second or third. Six on top for me from five, two and three. Yeah, with six as well. Hard to see any of these really turning the tables on Russian Camelot from the Underwood. Um, for that reason, he's on top. Keen to see what, what if he improves at all. You should expect him to. Seven, he's only had the seven starts and keen to see what he can do on Saturday, but I won't be having a bet on him. A uh, humidor um, might consider a, a cheeky each way play with the, the six runners. Uh, I, I really liked his runner in the Underwood. He thought his run was, was much better than Arcadia Queen. We know he can do it over 2,000 metres. Um, strips that are third up and clearly going really well. Walla has him going extremely well this time. It's always clear, second pick, the two. Uh, Katie Queen, five. Um, up to this trip for the first time. She wasn't far away in the Underwood. And uh, yeah, as sort of Joel mentioned, she was 14 up to 1,800. So she'll strip fitter for that run, no doubt. And then in for fourth, Harbour Views, the previous third up winner over this trip. Six, two, five, four. Um, I am with, uh, the exact first four from the Underwood. So that's Russian Camelot, Humidor, Arcadia Queen and Galo Chop, six, two, five, one. First leg of the Quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday is the Schweppes 1000 Guineas. It is race seven, set weights for three-year-old fillies, of course, with... A million bucks, Joel, 1,600 metres. I've gone with the Victorians here. A seven Aidens field on top for me. Always liked this filly, and she hasn't let me down come, uh, this season, coming back as a three-year-old filly. Both her runs, I thought, have had plenty of merit to them. She was wide, had to sustain that long run in the Atlantic Jewel night raid, had just had the, the soft run in behind, and then she went to Caulfield for the June Maloney and, and was really strong to the line. Again, the, the tempo of the race didn't really pan out for her. Odium had a nice sit just behind the leaders. I thought she was very strong. Speaking to Daniel Stackhouse for uh, for the winning post this week, he thought her track work on Monday was the best he's felt and, and 1,600 is going to be a big plus. So I'm happy to be with Aidensfield each way from the Sydney Philly Hungry Heart. Had the flight stakes won until Monty Philia rushed past her in the last 50 metres last week. That looks the A-grade form. Blinkers on from a good draw. She's going to be very hard to beat. 12 agreeable. I've been with her this prep as well, and everything she's done just suggests she's crying out for a mile. Blinkers also go on her. She's going to get back and be running on strongly. And three instant celebrity, I think, has those from the 1,000 Guineas prelude covered. Seven on top from one, 12, and three. Really good race. Uh, look, well, personal was the horse I want to be on at the start of a preparation for this race. 30, third up to 1,600 metres was um, was always going to be where she peaks at. She's done nothing this prep to, um, for me to drop off her. <clears throat> okay down the straight over a sprint trip. Uh, wasn't all that far from some pretty handy horses there. And, and then last start, instant celebrity um, did have the wider run, but she's stuck on okay. Up to the 1,600 metres, she'll improve. And at the $17 mark, she's... Um, She's a definite each-way bet for mine. So four on top, personal one, Hungry Heart, that Sydney form. Um, quick backup, blinkers on, uh, and drawn, drawn really to do no work. So she's a definite chance as well, but at the price, I'd much rather be back in personal than Hungry Heart. 
Three, in next instant celebrity, he continues to go from strength to strength and, um, of course, beat personal last start, as I referenced. And in for fourth, Thermosphere, the two. All honours, sat wide in the breeze last week, first go at, at this trip, and she was far too good. This is obviously a much sternest test, um, but she's doing everything right, I think. Four, one, three, and two in the 1,000 guineas. It's the celebrity for me to beat Aidensfield, Hungry Heart, and Vangelic, 3, 7, 1, and 5. The big one is race 8 at Caulfield on Saturday, second leg of the quaddy. Ned's Caulfield Guineas, three-year-old set weight, 1,600 metres worth 2 million joel. Yeah, I've gone for one of the Sydney Colts. I've gone for King's Legacy to be uh, right at his best, third up here out to the mile. We saw him win the size and the champagne as a two-year-old in that champagne. He beat Glenn Fiddick who would have been second favourite probably if he was here, and, and Ole Kirk, who is the favourite. Thought his Golden Rose, run, Golden Rose run was very good. He's just going to need that little bit of luck around Caulfield first time, a little bit of early pace, but I think there will be. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be very hard to beat King's Legacy. I thought the best sort of absolute roughie was 13 Grand Slam. Just coming from a different form line. He's a brother to Jamaica. He can roll forward, I think, and, and give you a great sight. Both his runs coming through midweek races, good quality midweek races. He, he was really strong late, even though beaten by Poland. I thought he was coming back at that horse on the line. I think he's a good roughie. Uh, nine Mawanga, well, how good is he? We'll find out on Saturday. He has to be included because everything he's done so far has been really good, albeit against lesser opposition. And six Crosshaven continues to be underrated. The more I look at that Guinea's Prelude... Uh, I'd be very surprised if anything that was behind him could beat him and he, he's just going to need to get across early from that gate but I think he can two on top from 13, 9 and 6 yeah, A bit of a shame that Glenn Fiddick was uh, ruled out for the rest of the spring with injury I was <coughs> keen on his chances here that, that run with Stutzach is very good um, but as Joel mentioned he was shaded by King's Legacy at this trip in a Group 1 last preparation and Hence, I've gone with the Snowden Colt in this. I think he's ready to peak now, third up at this trip. Golden Rose run was, was sound running into the placings after seven last. Um, yeah, Barry 12, Caulfield, obviously. Luck will need to play into his hands a bit, but um, he's a very talented Colt and that $7 keen to have a play on him. So he's my top pick. The two, the nine, Mawanga, short enough, but um, with the wrap on him, no real surprise of what he's done so far. Up to state, well, at least the race last start, and and one with contempt there. Up to sixteen hundred meters will certainly suit. So two to beat nine, the three and next Ole Kirk, last start Group One winner, hard to ignore. And Tagaloa in for fourth. Um, so he's sat wide in both runs. I don't think he's lost any admirers. Really, he couldn't he's up to sixteen hundred meters now. I think he's ready to do something. And with uh, drawn much better than he has first and second up, and of course already a Group One winner at this track. Nine, two, nine, three, and one. Uh, Ole Kirk for me to beat Moanga, Tagaloa, and King's Legacy, three, nine, one, and two. Race nine at Caulfield on Saturday is the Lexus Turak Handicap, 1,600 metres, group one, worth half a million. Didn't Joel. really have much of an idea here. I've gone for one at odds in number six, Chief Ironside. He's been... A real heckle and jide, uh, Jekyll and Hyde since arriving <laughs> here in Australia. And uh, look, he, he both his two second up runs have been his best performances. They were the Group 2 win last spring and his good run in the Scone Cup 
last preparation. Now, first up in Australia was this race last year, and he's still looking for a run. He just never, ever got clear. And as mentioned, he then went to the Valley and won the Group 2 Crystal Mile. So he's got a touch of class. I thought his fresh run in the Cameron was good behind Rock. He's got a low draw. He'll do no work, and a few bowmen can find some gaps on him. He might just uh, sneak through at a bit of a price. Two Cascadian. Well, he just hasn't had much go right this prep, and you know, most of that's brought on himself through the through his racing pattern. If he gets the brakes on Saturday, he can win. Fifteen Buffalo River's been well backed, particular since in particular since the market, the new market went up on Wednesday morning. Uh, sort of five fifty into sh- even less than four dollars now. I'm saying so, very well backed, and the fresh run was excellent. He'll love a bit of sting out of the track. And eleven Sir Coney, I've thrown in for fourth. He's been up forever. But he's had a really strong preparation. He's been kept fresh since the fee, and he'll roll forward. I think he'll give you a good sight. But uh, yeah, um, really hard race. Six on top from two, fifteen, and eleven. With Juniper, the thirteen, been a horse I've always had plenty of time for. Um, sort of followed him throughout his career, and and this this preparation, he's just going. He's absolutely airborne. Um, he comes out of open handicap grade, winning here over seven hundred meters, but. He's always travelling like the winner and uh, won by nearly four lengths. Been a good field there. This is different. There is no doubt after a Group 1 race. Um, but the way he's going at the moment, um, uh, confidence about him, I think he can do it again and, and, and win three in a trot. Juniper, so I'm, I'm with him. Uh, the 53-kilo weight of Buffalo River in next to that four-round windstorm I'm keen on earlier in the day. Um, lightly raced horse is yet to run poorly, really. Um, other than that Silver Eagle in Sydney, the other way of going. Uh, but at the weights, so well weighted in this, and <clears throat> I think he's um, the hardest to beat. 13 on 15. Uh, I've got the two in for third, which is Cascadian. Uh, sort of been with this preparation. Hasn't had much luck, has he? Um, even, running, he even luck and running, he can certainly go close. And then a f- bit of a gap then to the five, Superstorm. 13, 15, two, and five. Well, like Joel, I thought it was a bit of a toss-up. I went for my old friend Mandela Effect at massive odds, about 30 bucks from Buffalo River, Junipal and Superstorm, 7, 15, 13 and 5. We finish at Caulfield with race 10, Ned's Herbert Power Stakes, 2,400 metres, Group 2 quality handicap. A nine Chapada for me. I know he's been a bit of a non-winner through his career, but he's developed some real consistency in the past six months, I thought his fresh run in naturalism was excellent. Got past Steel Prince there. He was chasing order of the garter. He's got a little bit of work to do to turn the tables on him, but I thought at the better price, he was a good each-way play. 10 Gallic Chieftain, I've thrown in for second. thought his run in naturalism, last 200 metres, was excellent. Had some really good late splits. Third up with blinkers on. That's his go. He's just got outstanding record being third up, and in particular when the blinkers go on. Uh, Order of the Garda, very hard to beat. He was a strong winner in the naturalism. Um, yeah, look, he's you know he's, he certainly makes a strong case. And two, Rahing House might be an improver. Hasn't done a lot at either run this time in. Tight track used as an excuse for his flop at Wyong. Uh, he's a classy stayer when right, and I just think he can improve out to the 2,400. But nine on top for me from 10, 3, and 2. Found this race pretty... Yeah, well, uh, um, oh, sorry, Daniel, going. It's difficult in terms of honing in my top pick. There wasn't much um, between my first four or five. I'm with 
Zabrowski. Um, he comes out of the Group 1 Metrop last week. Um, sort of ran on well there. Not many, not too many really made ground. He, he went okay there, never really threatened. Uh, four lengths from the winner, Mirage Dancer. But I thought the run was, was pretty good on the quick backup I like. Um, and 54 kilos in this and... I think he can he can run a race. Chapada was excellent first up over two thousand meters, a long way back, and um, went past Steel Prince, who has since run well. The three Order of the Garter last start winner at this track hard to ignore, and five Miami Bounds. Um, she's much better than what we saw from her at Mooney Valley. I'm giving her one more chance. She's too talented to um, um to leave out. I think in this, especially at the price she's at eight nine three five. Yes, I think we've. All managed to get around the 2.30 favourite. Here I'm with uh, Daniel, with Zabrowski, to beat order of the Garda in good health and Polly Gray, 8, 3, 7 and 11. That wraps up a massive meeting at Caulfield. Our specials for the day, uh, best from me and Daniel with race 3, number 6, Windstorm. Joel's best, race 8, number 2, King's Legacy. The value bets for... Joel and Daniel up against each other in the 1,000 guineas. Daniel with number four, personal. Joel with number seven, Aiden's field. That's race seven. My value bet, race nine, number seven, Mandela effect. We head once again to Randwick for Sydney racing on Saturday. And the first of the black type races is a small field for race two. The Polytrack Roman Consul Stakes, 1,200 metres Set weights for three-year-olds at Group 2 level, yeah, Joel. Just a watch race for me, but I, I've gone to Doubtland to beat one wild ruler. Probably not much between them. Doubtland's got a comeback from Melbourne where he was quite good in winning the Dane Hill. Bit of mixed form out of that. Amish boys run well since. A couple of others have flopped coming out of it. So a bit of a question mark, but he's a talented colt. Wild ruler was very good winning the Heritage first up. Uh, three Asamu, still a maiden, but he also ran well in that Heritage and on the lead. Has a bit to find on Doubtland from their Danehill clash, I would have thought. Two on top from one, three, and four. Yeah, Wild Ruler, my best in Sydney. Um, he's got the tick go over Doubtland on a, on a dry track. Anyway, from what I've seen, it's been a pretty, pretty small sample size for both. Um, but I like the first set win at Rose Hill, but all of the actually really, so on the pace, controlled it, looking into a similar thing. Gets to that side, uh, potentially three Asama who will lead. Um, and ran third to Rothfire, 1,200 metres, second up last time in in Brisbane, length and a half away from that horse. Um, pretty keen on him. I think he's a talented cold and hard to run down. And this is the one. Doubtland will be the one chasing. Um, comes from the straight track winners, Joel mentioned. Um, all three of his wins have been on wet tracks, but I don't think he's he only had the one run on a, on on top of the ground. And I was in that, that San Domenico that Anders just controlled from the front. Uh, so a bit of inconclusive there. Um, so he'll be the one chasing while Rulo's are clearly the two. I think the four on the lead uh, can bounce back with a good run after finishing down the track in the Danehill. Uh, Michael Friedman has, has got a really strong opinion of this of this guy and um, thinks a trip away did him the world a good. Um, his form prior in, in New South Wales way, way of going was pretty handy. I think he's clearly third pick and in for fourth. Uh, if he are the five, Montesira. Uh, one, two, four, five. Across to race five at Randwick on Saturday. Heineken Stan Fox Stakes, 1,500 metres, set weights for three-year-olds. 
At Group 2 level, Joel, your top selection is out. Mama Reagan running in Five Melbourne. Five-jet propulsion on top. The half-brother to Pirata. He was very good in the Dulcify, I thought. We're finishing third behind Mawanga. Uh, two Peltzer. Well, he comes through the A-grade form, through the run to the Rose and the Golden Rose. So certainly gets his chance to... Uh, to hit back with a Group 2 win. Six Acrophobic might be the little uh, sort of X-Factor improver. He's a pretty handy occult, this bloke. His two runs from wide gates at midweek level have been good this time in. Wouldn't be surprised if he made the step up and four Global Quest uh, found the Golden Rose a bit beyond him. But prior to that, he did beat home Jet Propulsion. So he has to be a chance here. Five on top from two, six and four. Yeah, Jet Propulsion for me as well. Want to... Pretty handy mate at Newcastle too, back before. A good third in the Dulcify behind Molanga. Just improve a race in this bloke and uh, stays at 1,500 metres here. So on top, the five. I did give a chance to the six as well, Acrophobic. Uh, running on well, Kensington last start. Winner since one again in that race. The four, Global Quest, um, 1,500 metres. And in for fourth, the two, Peltzer. Five, six, four, two. Uh, race six at Ramwick on Saturday. Not particularly a black type race, but uh, certainly one of the big races regardless. It's the Silver Eagle. Set weights and penalties for four-year-olds. Over 1,300 metres and worth half well, a million one dollars. alligator blood. I thought he was very good first up in Brisbane with the big weight over the 11.10. Just took a while to wind up, but he was very strong late. He'll be on speed on Saturday. And very hard to catch. Seven subpoenaed. Well, uh, she got the cash for us last time. I haven't Completely jumped ship. I just I think she, just coming back 100 metres, whether she can run down Alligator Blood is the slight query. But, look, she could win without surprising me. Three Dawn Passage looks the other main hope. He had a really good prep through the sort of back end of the autumn and the winter. A wide gate hurt him in the Stradbroke, but he still ran well. And two, Flit, obviously has a touch of class on her day, just trying to bounce back from a, a couple of uh, unplaced runs. One on top for me from seven, three and two. Yeah, he was excellent first up, Alligator Blood, I thought. Um, look, I did put him on top that day, but, um, yeah, the way he sort of, as Joel said, took a while to wind up, but the way he finished off was really good. First up over a sprint trip, um, not normally his go. Uh, there's no slouch, the winner there, Odyssey, the Odyssey as well. So 61 kilos, so it was a pleasing return. Uh, he goes a couple better here on top, the one. Uh, the seven <clears throat> in next as well, subpoenaed, who... Um, Obviously, one last time in back to 1300 meters, as Joel said, is a little bit of a query, but she can certainly win. The three, Dawn Passage, um, goes well fresh, and the eight, if here, how Mansi in the game as well. One, seven, three, and eight. Race seven at Rambic on Saturday is the big one. The Mo and Shondon Spring Champion Stakes, 2000 meters, group one, set weights for three year olds. It is Third worth a million dollars, Joel. Sticking with her, no $12 this week, but I think she's the better of the day again. Just that bit of early speed. Really played into her hands in the flight stakes last week. Very strong late. She's been, well, I think, crying out for even further as she gets 2,000 metres here. I think she's the one to beat. I think the other filly's got a bit of a chance, Miraval. They rode her up handy last week, and she's helped set up that good speed. I think they'll ride her quiet this Saturday. And Mark Newnham won this race a couple of years ago with Maid of Heaven. I think she's a big improver. Three love tap. Couldn't have done any more in this first prep. I just worry about him drawing gate 14 because he's been slow away in all of his wins. He's been able to recover from the inside gate of his last couple. So if he's slow away again on Saturday from gate 14, 
he's going to be in a a bit of pain early, I would have thought. So he's going to need a bit to go right. And six lines draw, got a lot of time for him. I was tipping him in the gloaming. He got scratched. He went around last week at Newcastle. And it was only a benchmark 64, but he dug deep when challenged. I mean, he's got a bit of upside. And obviously, Cherry Tortoni has got to be a chance now that it uh, appears he's going to be making the trip to Sydney. 13 on top for me from 14, 3 and 6. Yeah, with 3, love tap. Um, somewhat agree with Joel there regarding the, the wide barrier and the way he's been jumping. It's been slow away, but um, he has been sort of leading... Leading his last couple, and it's been sort of by necessity, not much speed in the race. Um, speaking to Michael Friedman during the week, he's of the opinion that he's a better horse ridden off the speed and he can sort of come with um, one late run. And I think he'll do that from the from the draw here and the bigger field. Um, <clears throat> can get some cover sort of their midfield and hopefully be hard to hold out the three love tap. He's going really well, improves each time up and each time he steps out and the, the rise of 2,000 metres will only assist him. So the three on top, love tap, 13 in next. On to Philia Hudson with Nora last start, group one winner, um, beating a couple of handy fillies in the flight. Only improve as well, up to 2,000 metres, she gives the impression. Um, the one, Cherry Tortoni, um, comes from Melbourne to sort of avoid the wet track down there. Um, he was excellent in the stut stakes, but yeah, up to 2,000 metres now. Another who will improve with that run of the belt and uh, he's a Derby player for sure later in the spring. And another one I think is a Derby player is Choir, who I've got a ticket on in that race at 34 to 1. Uh, he was a pretty impressive winner over this trip at Moe, two back, and then went to the Derby trial at Flemington and lost a spot there on the turn, but recovered and hit the line nicely, finishing within a length of the winner. Um, as importantly, has, that, has a winner over, over this trip under his belt, which is important. Some of these stepping up to 2,000 metres for the first time. So he's in the game for sure and, and goes into wider exotics. Three to beat 13, one and nine. Last of the black type races at Randwick on Saturday is race eight. Bentley Angst stakes 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties for the Mayors. A group three, and it's dueling value yeah, bets, race. starting with you, chances, Joel. But I'm keen on 13 Nudge. I think she's come back in ripping order. She was very good first up at 1,200 metres behind Prime Candidate. Four weeks between runs into the group two. Shannon settled further back and thought she was very strong in the last furlong, navigating some traffic. Blinkers on, third up, and back to Mayor's grade. I think ticks a lot of boxes, Nudge. 10 Scarlet Dream. Hard to cop last time, and I was on at 50 and 15, and she came from last and ran four. Um, dry track's the key to her. She ran really well and obviously beat home nudge. So from the better draw, she should settle closer and have to have something on her again, although not at 50s. Two positive piece I thought was very good in the golden pendant. Missed a run at a key stage. She probably runs second if she gets that run. She ended up finishing fourth. Uh, third up to the mile looks ideal for her. And nine emeralds, who did finish second in the Golden Pendant. Racing well, both her mile runs, including last year's 1,000 guineas, she's had excuses, and she's certainly in the mix. All Saints Eve is a, is a winning chance as well, just has a, a wide gate to contend with. But 13 on top from 10, 2, and 9. Uh, what is a strong race? I think uh, Rocket Clock is the overs, the 14. Uh, first up run at Rose Hill. Those value wasn't all that great. It settled... At the back, as she as she generally generally does, um, just couldn't run off of a pretty mod, uh, pretty slow tempo up in front. Nothing really made ground there. Second up, she's two for two, uh, and the lightweight. I think she can 
with more pace in the race, she can certainly launch late and hopefully she's fighting at the fighting at the finish <clears throat> at 20 to 1, rock o'clock 14. So very talented mare on a day. In for second over the five, All Saints Eves come back in terrific order this time in. Love that win, the Tibby. Um, wide draw, a little bit of concern, but got the right jockey on board. And James McDonald, the nine. Emeralds, uh, following her this prep, she was excellent at Rose Hill last start, points of painted. And in for fourth over the 15, which is Nimalee. Uh, up a couple of notches here, but she's a lightly raced mare with upside and um, plummets from 61 kilos to 54. Uh, after going second to a handy one in Arcana, given that horse weight last start. Another one over the odds in this, and what is a pretty open race. 14, 5, 9, 15. That wraps up the black type at Randwick on Saturday. If you're playing in the quaddy and want some numbers for the last leg, Joel's 11, 5, 4, 6, Daniel 12, 5, 10, 6. Summarising the meeting, the specials, Joel's best, race seven, number 13, Montefilia, value bet, race eight, number 13, Nudge. Daniel's best, race two, number one, Wild Ruler, value bet, race eight, number 14, Rocket Clock. They are racing on the main track at Morfordville on Saturday, and we do have a black type race, Daniel. It is race seven, the Hill Smith Stakes for three-year-olds at set weights over 1,800 metres, it is a listed event. Yeah, dominant favourite. Did you uh, make the, this? The Dun Deal Cult Eight No Deal Dun, who um, sort of shot into to Derby calculations after a win at Sale last start, won by five lengths there, and uh, it was a terrific looking win. A stable has since come out and said it doesn't look like the Derby will be on the agenda this preparation. Um, so, but look, it finds a nice race here. It is a it is a competitive affair, but I've got him on top. I don't think he's any th- sure thing though. Um, giving chances to the two crown mint uh, was a little bit disappointing. First time at Mooney Valley last start on the start. So the two runs prior had him right in this for sure. If he can bounce back to his best, he's um, he can give the favourite a scare. There's no doubt about that. The, the 11 and the one Victoria key. And so you can smaller chances Four uh, two eleven one in the Hillsmith. And talk us through your specials at Morfordville, starting in the maiden race four, yeah, was, number eleven, Vancouver race. First up, Morfordville at a big price, um, off the back of a pretty good jump out or pretty good trial in Adelaide. Uh, the winner there, quietly the streets, pretty handy, but he ran on from from last in the small field and, and was clearly second best horse in the race. Um, finds a weaker maiden here, albeit there'll be a bigger field, more speed on for. Better for him to run on, and I think it'll be hard to beat at back or price too. Six dollars. Thought he's come up. Thought he'd come up a bit shorter than that before the markets open. So my best of the day in Adelaide or race four, number eleven. The value comes up later in the day in race number eight, um, and that is number eight, the resuming uh, Tully's Gold from the Ryan Balfour Stable. Only had the three starts. This gelding has looked good each time. He um, sort of won before heading off for a spell last time in. Been given time. Um, was a pretty moderate race here, and I think has more upside than most of these. So backing each way, Tully's Gold, race eight, number eight, Morfordville. All righty, Joel. Any thoughts on um, uh, race five, number eight, Morfordville? Theory. 
short enough in the market, but she's a filly I've always had some time for. They send her across for a stakes race as a two-year-old, and she sort of wobbled on the bend and didn't quite finish off. I thought her first up win at Mowie was good, beat a couple of uh, well-backed first starters there, and the fact they've gone across back to Adelaide, uh, I think she'll be better for that experience, and she can be hard to beat race five, number eight. Across the Doomben for Brisbane Metro Racing on Saturday. And there's a black type race there as well. It is race five, the Forex Dry Queensland Cup. Listed uh, quality handicap, usually over the 3,200 metres. This year, just the 2,200. And you've got an interview uh, with the trainer here, Desley Forster, in this week's winning post, Daniel. And uh, that yeah. also happens to be yeah, your is, value bet on the program. Yeah. Free fly too. I thought this guy he was. I sort of remember following him um, somewhat when he was with the Hayes Stables. He was running around in Sydney, and he won a couple of races in. Um, so, running around Melbourne, base base in Melbourne, but he sort of ran a couple of races in Sydney. Very consistent stay. He's now had the three runs for Desley Forster, um, and he's been really good in each of those. Building up to his sort of his pet trip now. Um, not sure how he lost the Toowoomba Cup last day. Looked to have it shot to pieces and. Alwood, who had been promising um, a couple of runs prior, just nailed him on the line. I think up to 2,200 metres now. Gets a kilo um, weight swing in his favour on Alwood. He'll be harder to run down, this bloke. And seems to be going really well. And, and the trainer's quite happy with him, as you referred to. I spoke to Desley Forster during the week. So hard to run down, free fly too. My best, uh, best value on the card. I think Alwood has to be considered on the back of that run. Fun fact as well, the three. Um, Sydney visitor from the Bruin Baker stable building up to this trip. He's one for one at this distance and also grey line given a chance. Five, three, two, one, my numbers in the Queensland Cup. And talk us through your best. Hearts lifted in the seventh. I think will be hard to beat. Uh, had sort of struggled with, with tricky draws first and second up. She ran okay without luck there. It was caught wide and a few of them, in, sorry, in those two runs. And then third up at Doombin, um, 1,200 metres, she looked to be labouring, not labouring, but she was, didn't seem she was ever going to be ever catch the leader, Chico Milagro. Um, but the last 200 metres, she really turned it on. She um, she spread her wings late and she somehow just missed that horse. It was some sort of run. She's clearly a talented mare on her day. The jump out's prize of the fresh run were excellent. So I have been following her this time in, I think she can reward um, reward loyal followers this time around. He finds a nice race here, drawn well in barrier seven and midfield and should get every every chance to run these down. So the 11 hearts lifted my best in Brisbane. Pretty keen. Race seven, number 11. No, nothing for me, Barks. Anything for Doombin, Joel? All right. Well, it's opening day at Ascot in the west in Perth. And there's a very good race there. It's not a black type race, but it is the Crown Perth three-year-old classic. Race seven, so good indeed that BJ's, BJ Ryan's top four selections here have won a collective 14 of 16 starts. He likes Clairvoyance, number six, to beat Reign of Fire, number three, Gemma's Son, number one, and Charlton Eddy, number two. Uh, his best on the program is race four, number 10, truly great. And BJ's value bet race nine, number 10, 
has to overcome a wide barrier that is naughty by nature. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing yeah, at Matter, Matter, Matter and Hawara. Uh, comes up in the last race, nine, number 15, Johnny Redmond has uh, sort of been doing an okay job this prep, sort of mixed efforts, but some wide gates and things not really panning out haven't helped him. His run last start was very brave. He was wide throughout, stuck on for fourth. He's drawn better in gate three and out to 2,000 metres. He gets his chance, and uh, probably his last chance for me because I have been following him. Race nine, number 15, and the value bet, race six, number 15 again, Ruby Negroni. Uh, form lines don't uh, read all that attractive on paper, but she's a bit of a talent, this girl. She took on some decent races early in her career. I thought her second up run was excellent. She just couldn't go early and then rattled home for fourth. And then, obviously, an issue last time. The stewards didn't find much, but she was eased out of the race, and uh, they've put a tongue-tie on her for Saturday. So, obviously, something must have gone wrong there. If you just go on her run two runs back, she's a definite chance here at a, at a good price. Uh, over at Harwar, the best bet is race seven, number nine, Beauty Star. All his form when he gets to 2,000 metres plus is very good. He won over that trip third up uh, last time out, very comfortable fashion. So fourth up, 2,100. He can go back to back. And value bet earlier in the day, first starter, race three, number 16, Perfect Posey, a daughter of Per and Canto. I really like the way she's travelled in both of her trials to date. They've both been recently, so she should be hard fit for a a positive debut showing race three, number 16. Alrighty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Don't forget uh, Corpel Guineas weekend also means it's Cranbourn Carnival weekend. Friday night, Pinker Pinker Plates. Sunday, Cranbourn Cup. Full form guides for both, of course, in your winning post. Daniel, you've yeah, got a non-conformist in the Cranbourn Cup. morning last start in, in town. Wasn't, I was pretty keen on um, on his chances at Caulfield. Um, got a little bit far out of his ground and, and ran on okay, but never really looked likely. He is a Group 2 winner up to this trip on the Alistair Clark Stakes at Mooney Valley early in the year up at, at this distance. I think he'll improve out of sight and, and, and take some beating. It is a very strong contest, though. Princess Jenny, um, Furian can improve third up, no doubt. Dr. Drill, it's a, it's a competitive contest that it always is, but non-conformist for me in the cup. Uh, number nine. All righty. That concludes the preview section of the program and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, as we like to call it, Lazy Lobsters. Thank you once again to Suburban Rock Patrol for our Lazy Lobsters theme, suburbanrockpatrol.bandcamp.com. Well, we scraped out with a small profit last week. A few of the participants do need to lift somewhat. I uh, I got September run-up. Uh, our guest lobsterer, Hugo Mayo, made a small profit with Inthar, and he is... Uh, 
Well, I don't know. He's, uh, he's not next up Nate. He's, we need some, something that uh, alliterates with Hugo's, uh, which describes backing first starter fillies uh, at fairly short prices because he's going over to the West this week and he is going to back a filly as I scroll through my online winning post called Fatale Femme, which uh, would be... Uh, page 46 is the page I'm looking for, and that would be race two, number six, at Ascot on Saturday. For my part, well, I, you know, I've picked up the ones and twos with my September run and my instant celebrity, and so I'm going to – I'm uh, swinging for the uh, for cow corner this week. I'm going each way on Mandela Effect, which is at Caulfield. It is race nine. It is number seven. Uh, now, Daniel, you're famous for, for scratchings in this segment, and last week you you really excelled yourself because you managed to actually get the entire yeah, race called off um, with Look Sharp. Look, to be fair, I don't think it would have won Look Sharpish. Uh, they, you know, they'd run most of the race by the time it would sort of been called off, but uh, I think we might have got away with one there. Um, I'll take it as a win. My 20 will – I'll come back. I'll go back to Queensland, my home state. Hearts lifted and Doombin. I'm um, pretty keen that horse can get the job done um, in race seven. Yeah, well, I think you, you said team members need to lift. Surely you're looking at me, Bart. So I don't oh. know about collecting this uh, lazy lobster. Um, so, look, we're struggling. I can't go Montefilia. Um, didn't, didn't select her as the $20 bet last week, so I can't jump on now. We'll go nudge Randwick each way, race eight, number 13. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, that leads only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already in shops uh, everywhere, but in TWA. Uh, it was a special Tasmania for our Tassie readers. Not only are we printed in Tassie and getting it to you in Tassie, we've actually done a Tassie edition this week, which has uh, Launceston, full form for Launceston Saturday. Uh, so look out for that. Of course, you get all the form guides that we produce uh, in a big bump, 119-pager, if you get the online winning post, uh, which you can get to through winningpost.com.au and click on the link. But that's it for this week. So all I can say is have a great weekend, punters. Back